Welcome everyone to the Proven Knowledge Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Church. I'm a music producer from Northeast Ohio. I began this weekly interview series to give you different perspectives on how to approach a career in the field from different artists, producers, engineers, and other great minds who share their stories on not only what's made them succeed, but also what has shaped them into the people that they are today. I hope you gain some real proven knowledge from the show and that it helps elevate you and your endeavors on your own journey towards success as well. Let's get into it. Welcome everyone to episode 170 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today I welcomed a good friend of our former guest DDOT. Uh, his name is DeFingas. He is from the Virginia area. Uh, he specializes in a lot of music in the sync space, which is film and TV. We've obviously had some different people in sync before, but I'm always happy to get a fresh perspective. And when he reached out to me, I was happy to have him on the show. We got to talk about his influences growing up in the church, you know, what he learned from playing keys uh, during that time of his life, um, and then being influenced by local producers like the Neptunes and Timbaland, and how that led to you know him shifting to being in the sync world around the time of the pandemic. He talked about you know organizing different events at NAM, doing his own Facebook group with a lot of different people, um, and just giving back to the community and really you know, lending his wisdom to other people that are looking to be in the space, which I think is very commendable. Um, overall, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does and really just tapping in with you know, all the content he's putting out, his YouTube channel, everything that you know, he's going to be doing coming up at the end of this year and the beginning of next year too. So you know, I'm looking forward to also having him on this show again very soon. And I hope you guys enjoy this one, especially if you're looking to get your music into film and TV you know, in the future. Um, so without further ado, let's get into this one. All right, so welcome everyone to episode 170 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series, and today we have a great guest once again. Um, actually someone that's involved in the sync world with film and TV, good friends with our colleague Dot as well. I'm um, glad this guy reached out to me. Please welcome DeFingas to the show. How are you, man? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for that great intro. And yeah. You're welcome. No problem, man. And and you know, like I said, I'm I'm happy to have you here. Happy to you know get to know more about you today. So you know, to start off every episode, we have the guest give some more background as far as you know how did you get into music? How long have you been at it? Just some basic info for those that might not know you and what you do. Um. Yeah. So I am. Uh, what growing up? Uh, let's start with day one. No. Um. <laughs> I was. Uh, taking piano lessons. My mom had all of her kids in piano lessons. Um, I have three sisters and one brother, um, and I stuck with it um, all through school um, and uh, went to college for music. Uh, got a bachelor of music from James Madison University uh, in Virginia. Grew up in Virginia. And then um, ended up wanting to figure out Pro Tools because in college, all I kept hearing was you have to learn Pro Tools. Got certified at Pro Tools mm. um, from a school in Maryland. Um, and from there, uh, got a job working at National Geographic in D.C., running um, the recording studio over there, um, recording podcasts and music programming and things like that. Um, so it was like dream job in the studio um, at work and then um, playing at church. So I played piano and organ at church um, all the way up to, until the pandemic. And then the church went virtual. And then um, I uh, started looking into sync once the church went virtual and dove in sync licensing. So 2020. Um, I entered over 200 music contests, 2021, 
uh, flipped the contest mentality to sync, and then 2022 um, started learning about trailer music, and this year, like putting it all together, mm-hmm. um, the sync, the trailer music um, production, and I was literally working on a sync just before um, this this chat. So yeah. um, it's it's, um, it's a daily thing. Um, I enjoy the chasing it right now. I'm in the enjoyment stage of it. So um, yeah. Awesome, man. And I'm definitely excited. Like I said, I've only had a few people on here that have done sync or involved in that world as well. So I'm excited to ask you more about that, like coming up here uh, in the episode. But I first want to start off with your influences, because you did say obviously family and church, that was a big part of it. I read on your website that there were some other producers, uh, local heroes, things like that, that influenced you. So let people know, you know, who were you listening to growing up or even now that you're inspired by that helps you to do what you do? Um, growing up, definitely uh, being in Virginia, um, producers like uh, Timbaland, um, Danger Hands, uh, who's Timbaland's protege, um, Neptunes, you know, Pharrell, mm-hmm. Chad, um, Teddy Riley, and then being close to DC, like go 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 music, um, being um, Maryland. There's like you know Chris Brown and then Trey Songz in Virginia, Missy Elliott. So there's been a lot of that influence and then funk. So there is a, a lot of influence from the area. And then growing up at, at home, my, my mom, um, uh, I played in church, like I said, so my mom always had gospel music playing. And my dad is Jamaican, so he always had Jamaican music. And my brother's Jamaican also, so he had, like, the contemporary Jamaican artists. My dad had, like, the, the, the older artists, like, you know, the Bob Marley and things like that. Mm. So it's like a melting pot of different um, genres of yeah. music. It's cool when you can take in all that different inspiration too and kind of then infuse it into like your own sound over time too. And I'm sure it probably changed even like throughout the years to where you're at now where it's like, you know, you've probably sharpened your skills a lot more uh, over the years and just gotten better. And then you kind of hear where, you know, those influences come into play. Um, So that's super awesome to hear. And I'm definitely intrigued because, you know, you said you made the shift to doing music for sync uh, more recently as well so I, I know just from from what I know my background info on sync in general it's very specific like if they send you these briefs yep. you got to be very like on it as far as being able to score the scene or whatever it is and that you really have to give them exactly what they want to even have a chance yep. to make to make it so you know get, give us like what do you think was the biggest challenge when you first got into this world as far as you know even just getting your first placement like how long did that take what do you think were some of the struggles that you faced early on and some things you've learned since the beginning? Um, so I used to be in the sync uh, a long time ago, and I just didn't realize it was sync, mm-hmm. um, where I signed like a bunch of beats to a library, and it would like show up. I would get BMI statements here and there, like $40, $50, and it would be um, you know songs that placed on like MTV or you know Road Rules or Real World or Keep It Up the Kardashians, mm-hmm. and I just didn't think much of it um, until the pandemic. Um so the, the biggest struggle getting back into sync uh, in 2021 uh, wasn't that it was that it didn't take long for me to land a placement. Um, and that's a struggle because it happened so easy within a month of joining a library. Um, I got a placement, uh, a couple of placements on stars on BMF or BMF on stars. Um, and it was like within a month. So I was like, Oh, this is you know easy. Um, but then after that, it was a while and I had to start mm-hmm. to figure things out. But the first one was so, easy and so fast that I was just like, oh, I can do this. Um, and it can be, but it's still work. Um, so, uh, but that first one came so easily. I thought it would be like every other day I'd yep. getting sick placements and mm-hmm. that wasn't the case. So I'm like, okay, this takes time to build up um, yeah. the catalog and the repertoire and um, joining different libraries and 
figuring out what they need and what they want um, and tailoring your music to that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the biggest struggle for me was having a quick first placement and um, sort of not having to wait and assuming that would be the norm, Mm -hmm. Um, which it it usually is after a while, after you're in the sync and you have the catalog and you start working with libraries and things like that. Yeah. um, Yeah. I think that's the same even with like when you're working with artists too. I think when a lot of producers, they end up getting to work with like a big artist or someone that they admire and then they're like, oh, this is awesome. So this is going to catapult me. I'm just going to start getting everything happening all at once. But then it's like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't always happen like that immediately. You kind of just got to keep putting in the work and keep going. So I love that you mentioned that because I think that's very real. Like I think a lot of people have experienced that even if it's not in the sync world where they get like a big milestone that happens and then, you know, they want to just, yeah. the momentum has to keep going, but then it's like, we can't always control those things. You know what I mean? You just got to keep putting yourself in position to see those successes build over time. And so uh, I think that's super awesome that, you know, now you're starting to see it come even more full circle and starting to happen more consistently too. So um, thank you for yeah. sharing that. And that's super awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. what, what do you think? Cause I know you've just from what I've seen from your Instagram, uh, you do a lot of things on YouTube. You do a lot of track breakdowns, things like that to kind of push your brand and show people what you're doing, like behind the scenes too. So how do you think you've been utilizing social media, you know, to build your brand, to, uh, get your name out there and hopefully to give yourself more opportunities to work with different companies and different people as well. Yeah. Uh, part of it is, uh, I post, something every day at least Monday through Friday mm. might, might not be posting as much week uh, weekends but at least one thing a day um, to my main platforms are like Facebook Instagram Twitter those are like the main um, and LinkedIn um, and always connecting with people on LinkedIn and networking so I post um, I don't always post what I'm doing I usually post what I want to do so I post like trailer music I make trailer music I might post you know sync things I'm working on um, or if I have an album that was released on a trailer library or a sync library I might post that and share that mm-hmm. and that might lead to other opportunities or if I release music personally um, I haven't personally released music in a while just because I'm focusing on building catalogs and albums for sync libraries but um, I post something every day um, and then I also do reviews of sample libraries which are um uh, music libraries that composers and producers can use to make music and I do reviews of those products um, for different companies um, sometimes for the company directly um, and then sometimes I do it on my YouTube mm-hmm. so uh, it's like different things um, in the space and always um, I'm always making music so it's like while I'm making it I can just grab a quick, quick you know video of, of the beat I'm working on a quick one minute thing to just add to the social media mm-hmm. um, or I can share the actual complete song you know see most of my music is like two minutes or less so I can share that on social media and say hey there's something that I'm working on hope it lands on whatever trailer um, or what trailer would you like to see it on and start getting some comments yeah. um, some feedback there so uh, and the other way is when I do reviews of libraries um, I post the uh, like sample or demo track I made with their sounds and then I tag them in it and then that's one way to sort of build um, the network with them and then they can share the video on their social media or they can you know copy it and put it on their product page so there's different ways and avenues um, that I can use social media mm-hmm. just to market myself uh me as a brand and music that i'm creating yeah and i think a lot of artists and producers they kind of overthink the whole social media thing you know what i mean it sounds like what you're doing is very simplified like you're doing you're just taking what you're already doing and just showing people like hey here's what i got going on and then those people that enjoy that will find it and reach out or whatever have you have you had a lot of people like reach out for opportunities like finding those videos and things like that have you had any specific instances 
Um, the, the recent, most recent one, um, I can't share too many details, but it's basically a, a producer of a movie um, reached out and was like, "Hey, can you? Um, are you interested in composing for my next film?" And mm. I was like, "Yes." Um, uh, <laughs> I, I landed an opportunity to work on music for Disneyland um, just by posting um, a neoclassical trailer project that I released last year, um, and it got to the hands of people who were working on this exhibit at Disneyland, and they were like, "Hey, this." type of music would be great for an attraction um, we're updating and would you be interested in composing the music and of course I was like yes mm. um, <laughs> so uh, just things I wouldn't have thought of just from putting out music you know um, I've landed a movie from SoundCloud uh, just you know posting music that I'm making on SoundCloud so you just don't know who's where um, the difficult part is distributing the music because you do have things like I use a company called Hard Drive HRDRV which is like um, uh, distro kid and core but hmm. way better um and i upload my music to that platform um and they distribute it to you know the uh, titles and apple music and spotify's of the world um but there's still some platforms that um don't have integration with those distributors yet such as soundcloud and bandcamp um which you know can be other avenues of getting opportunities uh or monetizing um your brand yeah it's definitely, it kind of goes back to, and you kind of just said it as far as like, you don't know who's listening and who's watching, you know what I mean? So yeah. just being consistent, like showing up, like you said, you show up like Monday through Friday and you're always posting something. That's kind of how I've always approached content too, is like, I feel like if, if you're just giving yourself those opportunities and putting yourself out there, something good is about to come your way. You know, you just don't know when. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that's super awesome and something that a lot of people can do and just finding your own ways to do it as well because it sounds like you have that figured out now to an extent where you're like this is the content that i create this is how i'm going to get yeah. people to see what i'm doing and you know eventually reach back out and want to work and things like that so congrats on that man because that sounds like it's super yeah. awesome and a lot of great things are coming your way now um yeah, that's definitely yeah, great yeah, man thank you and as far as like let's just say Maybe maybe not advice, but maybe anything you could tell to producers, composers, anyone that's looking to get into sync. Because like you said, even the last few years since the pandemic, sync has taken off even more because a lot yeah. of people lost opportunities for income because of the pandemic. They needed to shift to other things. So people have been looking into sync. They've been researching it more. You know, what, what would you say to those people that want to do it or they at least want to look into it? You know, what would be something you tell them? Um, one would be to join. I have a Facebook group called Syncrets to Success. So N Y C R E T S uh, T O uh, Success. Um, uh, I also just started a podcast on YouTube. So if you go to youtube.com slash Defingas, which is my producer name, um, D A F I N G A Z, um, I'm doing 30 day intro into Sync. Um, so each day of August, which also happens to be my birth month, um, I'm doing an episode um, like five to 10, maybe five to 20 minutes on YouTube, just sharing like an aspect of sync licensing. Um, so we're three days in, um, so got 27 more to go. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's one way. The other is to go out to conferences uh, or even virtual conferences. There are, I would say at least three different virtual sync meetups a week from different um, organizations and companies, um, licensed, uh, libraries. Um, there are some Facebook groups, including the one that I, I have that you can join. Um, and they're doing virtual meetups where you can meet music supervisors and sync libraries. Um, some of them you have to pay to attend, um, or it might be free to attend, but if you want uh, to have them to pitch your music or to play your music, you might have to pay for that. Um, and sometimes, you know, I've seen people 
uh, play their music and I've seen like the library or this, the music supervisor like say, send me this now. Um, this will be great for a project I'm working on and it can happen just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely once you get into sync, um, be ready. You have to be signed to PRO, um, which is in the U.S. BMI, ASCAP, or CSAC are the main ones in the U.S. Um, so you want to be signed to them um, as a writer. And it also helps, um, especially when you start having music placed in foreign projects, to have your own publishing company. So you want to just make sure you understand the aspects of the business. And then once you have that set up, um, and of course you have to have the music, uh, you have to understand what libraries are looking for. Um, They uh, might send you briefs for specific songs, uh, specific um, guidelines to the type of music they want for their scene or for the movie. Um, You have to learn how to adapt that. Uh, They might send references, which could be a Spotify playlist or YouTube links. And they might say, hey, we need a song like Happy by Pharrell. Um, So you have to figure out how to make your version of Happy by Pharrell without infringing on the copyright of Happy by Pharrell because that's a big song. (laughs) Um, So as creators, we have to figure out how can we um, sort of take those references and create our version of that without, you know, being accused of, um, you know, stealing that that song yeah um so yeah there's there's a, a bunch of ways to go into it there, like i said there's a bunch of great communities to join and to learn from uh, or, or google um which is also a great aspect and the other thing is to go out in person um i put together a panel at nam this year um the largest uh african-american panel on sync i think that nam ever had and ever will have um it was eight um uh eight of us up on stage and i put that together um of some of the the biggest um uh, names that I w- i've been following in the sync space on social media um, and if you just go to like Instagram hashtag sync or sync licensing, it start just going through the posts that show up and start finding people and bookmarking them and just seeing what they're saying and learning from them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's 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 not. I don't want to say it's not difficult, but um, you can learn about sync in like a weekend just by doing some research online mm-hmm. um, and uh, figuring out some things. Yeah. Hey, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick minute out to let you know how you can become a monthly supporter of the show. So if you click on the show description in your podcast platform, you'll see the words support this podcast toward the bottom and you can follow that link to sign up. You have the options of donating a dollar, five dollars or ten dollars a month. And that'll be used towards making the show a better experience for you as the listener. Uh, That means new and exciting guests, giveaways and a lot more that we can continue to provide for you. So feel free to click that link and check it out or visit anchor.fm backslash proven knowledge backslash support to contribute today. And for now, let's get back into the episode. I've definitely always viewed it as one of those things where you can't get ahead of yourself. You know what I mean? And I think as like, even as artists and producers, I think we tend to like want to be at the next stage, like so soon. I think sync is like the ultimate like test of like, you got to make sure you know what you're doing. You got everything in order. You're ready to go. Like, so I think if, you know, when, when people look into it, they, they really got to understand that too. But I think over time it'll pay off. You know what I mean? And I just think learning those things. And like I said, like we said, with someone like yeah. yourself or you already have that expertise and you're sharing that with others, you know, that's a huge thing. Just giving back and giving people that advice to kind of help move them in the right direction too. So I think what you're doing is incredible uh, for the community as well. And I'll have to look into the Facebook group because I'm definitely intrigued with that as well. Um, And happy early birthday. I don't know what day your birthday is, but happy early birthday. uh, Thank you. It'll be 26. Awesome. Awesome. A little ways away, but close enough. (laughs) Awesome, man. And definitely, like I said, just very cool that you're doing all that stuff. And uh, Nam, man, I got to make it to Nam one day because I saw it was in the spring this year. I, I, 
because I I know last year it was in June, um, and I was trying to make it out there. But then this year I was like, I'm not I'm not going out there till July, so I'm not going to be able to make it. But uh, yeah. one of these days for sure, because that's definitely a place yeah, where you meet fun. a lot of cool people there. So yeah, I I made some great connections with some uh, um, libraries. Um, I'm now a Hammond artist. Hammond is the organ that I play in church, um, and met them and had a great chat with them, and ended up. Uh, you know, being joining their uh, community, so uh, now I'm a Hammond artist. Uh, but Nam next year will be January. Um, so I know it was June last year. Um, last year was my first year going in person. Um, it was April this year, and then um, next year will be January. So um, they're getting back to their schedule. Um, and uh, um, uh, hopefully, um, hopefully I'll be there because um, I'm working with them on putting together some other sync panels. Um, and they're investing a lot more into sync uh, discussions next yeah. year. So. Um, Fingers crossed that I'll be there also in person. Yeah, super awesome, man. And once again, congrats on all of that for sure. Yeah, um, And as far as, you know, let's say outside of music, outside of sync, everything else, you know, as far as your day-to-day life, what do you think you're doing to free up creative space in your mind to kind of, you know, help you out, move forward, you know, to even take a break, like hobbies, anything you want to share that helps you on the day-to-day to keep doing what you do in music? Um, yeah, so I do... Um, well, I'll share uh, both two sides. Um, I work full time, so um, I still have to work um, to you know pay bills until that music um, will cover you know costs, and I can focus more on music. So I have to make sure um, I literally can't fall asleep at night unless I make music, no matter what time I like get home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but I'm usually up until two or three in the morning making music anyway, um, and I have so much. Um, I work with a lot of libraries, so I have a lot of briefs and um, albums to work on that I just have like a bunch of tabs open so I can just go to any tab and be like oh they want this music let me just work on an idea for that um, tonight so I always have music to work on Um, and then um, the other part of it is I have um, a wife and two kids and um, a lot of the time that um, I'm in my music room now um, that I can spend it here is because uh, my wife um, she's been a stay-at-home mom for uh, 16 years Um, so our kids are (laughs) are getting older um but um she allows me that time um to be creative while she takes care of you know the house and Mm -hmm. the kids um in the evenings um so usually go to work uh get home let's say five six ish uh sometimes later um spend time with family and then usually making music Uh, we also have a dog so we walk the dog um in the evening and then make music until two or three in the morning and um fall asleep and do it all again Mm -hmm. the next day I definitely feel that about you have to make something every day because that's where I'm at too, man. I'm like, it doesn't feel right if I don't, you know what I mean? Like, It's almost like you got to get that creative uh, itch out of your system almost every single day and just kind of get, but it's good to be in that um, almost repetitive stance as far as the creative side goes because I think that once you're there, you kind of get in that zone, you know what I mean? It becomes a lot easier to do it, so... Uh, I definitely feel that 100% and trying to, you know, juggle a job too. It's a lot, but, you know, I think yeah. when you, when you really care about all that stuff, you find ways to make it work. You know what I mean? And you find yeah. like ways to make it um, kind of all balanced together and as healthy a way as you can. So definitely hats off to you with that. Um, and especially yeah, having thanks. family too, that's a lot to deal yeah. with, but um, it's good to hear that you have a good system going. Um, yeah. What, what do you think is something that maybe for the rest of the year, what do you think is a big goal that you have set out or maybe a project that we should be on the lookout for? Like, what do you think is the next big step for you um, 
you know, that, that's going to involve the community or just something that you want to let people know about? Uh, personally, my, my biggest goal um, uh, was to last year was to land a Disney trailer, um, and I still haven't. Um, but I did, you know, get close with, you know, Disneyland. Um, so that's still a personal goal is to land, you know, Disney trailer, which could be any Disney, you know, Marvel, Pixar, Star Wars, any Disney property. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a pers- personal goal and, um, you know, uh, to land at least one, but more than one would be great, but at least one, if that can happen by the end of the year. Um, just just more projects um, and uh, more family time. Hopefully I can get some uh, more time off of work and more vacations. Um, I am uh, getting asked to speak at different events now about things, so I have to go to New York to speak at a writing camp in a few weeks. So um, different things are coming from just from um, learning about sync and teaching about sync and also diving in and doing the sync stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, of course, doing trailers, uh, which is a whole other beast and other side of, of things. Um, but the big goal is the personal goal is the Land Disney trailer. Yeah. Um, the Facebook group itself, um, sort of more of an immediate goal. We're at about 970 members. So um, I would love to get to 1,000 members in that group um, by the end of this month. Definitely, or it would be great if I could get there before my birthday, which I think we can. So. Mm. Um, we're only 30 members away from that and then maybe i'll do a uh either a giveaway or a um uh do something for the group the community there um maybe some plugins if i can find some plugin developer friends to donate a plugin or something yeah. but um to get to a thousand members in that group um and yeah just just keep focusing on the sync licensing space um i, I mentioned nam um i'm also working on um a uh I think it'll be virtual um, sync conference um, to be uh, probably early January um, with some great people in the sync space. Um, they connected with me, um, linked up, and asked me if I would want to be, be a part. And I said, of course. So um, be able to look out for details on that. I'll be posting about it on social media once we get all the details figured out. Um, but looking at, um, I think maybe leading up to NAM the week before, weekend before, um, doing some type of virtual uh sync um, conference there so um yeah definitely you're definitely staying busy man for sure and a lot of exciting stuff so that's awesome and i was gonna say disney owns so much property at this point man i'd say the possibilities are endless with that one so i think you're definitely you're definitely gonna get there man uh it's just a matter of time so that's super awesome um last few questions here these are ones i ask on every episode uh they're more life related so the first one is if you could go back 10 years ago maybe give yourself a piece of advice or maybe not change anything at all. What do you think you would do? Oh, I, I definitely changed. Um, was this 2023? So in I was playing in church, um, uh, and I would have, it, I guess it would sound terrible, but because I invested so much time um, playing in church, uh, time away from family, learning songs, you know, working with the choir, and I mean, some of the best musicians in the world play in church. Um, so I learned some great things, but if I got out sooner, I know I would be a lot further um, now um, on the other side of things, like sync and things like that. Um, so I probably would have told myself, you know, um, I know everything seems, you know, good now, but uh, start, you know, learning about sync mm-hmm. right now. Like, stop what you're doing, get into sync, um, and then get into trailers and, you know, figure it out. And um, that's like, now I'm like, let's say a year or two years in. Um, so that's where I'm going to be in like 11 years. Yeah. But yeah, 10 years ago or t- in eight years. So 10 years ago, I would have told myself to get into sync like right now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, 
and a lot of the people that I follow, a lot of the guys that I had on the panel, they have been doing sync for like 10 years and that's why they are mm -hmm. um, where they are um, in their sync mm -hmm. um, journey. So it's, it's um, I know it's a journey. I know I'm just starting it out, but learning the things and figuring things out and finding the libraries, making the connections, planting the seeds. Um, so I would tell myself to definitely get into sync um, ASAP. Yeah. And if we if we flip that then and we say ten years from now, uh, where do you think you envision yourself in the sync world, in life, all that good stuff? Yeah, so I uh, wouldn't mind. Um, my, my wife uh, really wants to move um, to California and daughter. Uh, so uh, if we could do that, that way before ten years, um, that would be great. Or uh, maybe some other have a house in another location. Um, I would like in ten years definitely be making. Um, uh, music full time uh, way before then uh, but uh, predominantly passively from like sync trailers things like that uh, in 10 years from now um, and um, yeah just enjoying life by then uh, the kids will be long out of the house so just enjoying uh, life at home with my wife mm -hmm. and um, you know spending time with our family yeah um, yeah nothing more you can ask for than that man at the end of the day yeah. that's super awesome um, and do you have any final words of wisdom today for the listeners? Let's see. What should be the final words of wisdom today? Uh, I'll say you never know um, who's watching. Um, and just because you might not have, you might, you know, post something on social media or YouTube um, and you might only get five views or 10 views. You never know who's watching. I posted a video on YouTube um, three years ago. Um, about contests. So I said 2020, I entered over 200 contests. So I did a video on YouTube, like a 30, 45 minute video about why I enter contests, how I find contests. Um, I even put out like a whole contest course that year. And um, I was uh, discovered, not discovered, but um, there's a producer, an engineer and producer and songwriter named Ken Lewis. Um, and he saw my video. He has um, over 120 golden platinum records to his name. Um, he just got, uh, what, three or four songs on Taylor Swift's um, album he worked on. He's worked on, I think, every Kanye album before the gospel era. He's mixed on every BTS album, so he has, like, credits. Mm -hmm. um, and he found the video I posted, uh, and he was going live. He has a Mixing Night um, uh, YouTube ch channel called Mixing Night Audio, or Mixing Night with Ken Lewis, and he just shares mixing secrets and um, songwriting, and he goes into some of the sessions he did and how he mixed them and put them together. Um, and uh, he found a video that I did on contest, and he asked me to just do a one-on-one -on -one chat with him for his community about contests and finding contests and finding like free plugins and things like that. Um, so I did that. And then a couple weeks later, he was like, um, would you want to join our community or join my show and just do a segment uh, like every once in a while. Um, and that turned into, um, I ended up doing a segment every episode um, since then. And we just had one yesterday. Um, and it started out, I think at that time it was two episodes a week and it went to one episode a week. Um, and now, um, He's at one episode a month because his schedule was crazy. He's making the biggest records in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but, but just to be recognized or acknowledged, um, and again, that was from a video that I posted on YouTube that when he saw it probably had, um, I think it had to have less than 50, maybe even less than 20 views. Um, and um, even when I told him that, he was like, well, I was one of those views. So you just never know mm -hmm. who's watching it. It's not, it's not how many, um, as long as the right people are watching. Yeah. Exactly, man. And, and that just goes to show, you know, everybody out there, don't get discouraged and definitely keep building your digital footprint because you don't know where it's going to take you. So I definitely love that. And man, that's all I have for you today. Like I said, man, I appreciate you for getting in touch with me and wanting to be on this show. And 
um you know i'm excited to see what you got coming up i'm definitely going to tap in with the facebook group and everything that you have going on and we'll we'll stay in touch man we'll have to do this again soon like a like an update episode if you want yeah yeah definitely i'm in let me know thanks everyone for listening today that was episode 170 we'll be back this time next week as always hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you'd like to send any funds and feel free to leave us that five star rating if you enjoyed today's episode so we'll see you then thanks everyone